This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of I Want to Matter. Your life is too short and too precious to waste. Written and narrated by New York Times bestseller Kathy Lee Gifford. Available now everywhere you get audiobooks. Dynamic voices for a diverse church. This is Pass the Mic. Greetings and God bless. Welcome to another episode of Pass the Mic, Dynamic Voices for a Diverse Church, powered by The Witness, a Black Christian Collective. I'm your host, Tyler Burns. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BurnsClan. As always, follow at your own risk. And I am doubly blessed today. I have two special guests, the first of which you are no stranger to. He is the man, the myth, the legend, the two-time best-selling author, Mr. Blue Check Verified himself, Jamar Tisby. What's going on, brother? So I'm a guest now. That's I got I got demoted. That's okay. No, that's cool. And I'm our second guest today. Today. <laughs> and our second guest today. <laughs> our, <laughs> I'm messing. Our second guest today is none other than the incredible executive director of the Witness Foundation, the Reverend Dr. Shannon Polk. Shannon, how you doing? All right. What up? What up? Well, we are here in this particular moment releasing a podcast in the middle of the week because we have a very important announcement. Now, there are chances that you just heard this uh, announcement on social media and you're coming to the podcast and what are they going to say about this? Or we might be breaking the news to you right now. So I'm going to kick it to Jamar because Jamar has a special announcement to make. Jamar, what's going on, brother? So let me get right to the point and not drag it out. I have a new full-time job. My new position is this. It's a mouthful. Uh, I will be the senior academic researcher and assistant director for narrative and advocacy at the Center for Anti-Racist Research under the direction of best-selling author and historian, Dr. Ibram X. Kendi at Boston University. Wow. <laughs> I feel like we need we need to insert some type of music or some sort of sound <laughs> effect or something. Brother, that is huge, man. <laughs> yes, that is, that is huge. Wow, man. Congratulations. So tell us a little bit about what you're looking to do and the work you're excited about entering into there. Oh, man. Um the, the the work is incredible because the resources, the reach, and the vision of the center are um, just inspiring. So there's a lot that is in process and progress that I can't talk about yet. Uh, new projects that I'll I'll have a hand in helping to to launch and envision and implement. One that I can tell you about that's already out there is the launch the launch of the Emancipator newspaper. Mm, okay. And so this is a, a, a newspaper dedicated to anti-racism in the spirit and the vein of 19th century abolitionist newspapers. And uh, it is being conducted in partnership with the Boston Globe, and it's going to have some of the latest research as well as uh, cutting edge opinions on um, the current anti-racist efforts across the country. So that is something that the center is doing that uh, I will I will be able to to 
help with. And there's many, many more projects on the horizons. But I mean, what I really appreciate about this position, it's uh, embedded in an R1 research university. And so I'll have um, access to the resources of the academy, but the center's mission is really far beyond the academy. It's really wanting to help change the narrative um, and change the landscape of uh, race relations in our country in the 21st century. It wants to make an impact, it wants to help um, lead to transformation in the nation. So, so it kind of, you know, draws on a lot of what my passion is in terms of uh, being an academic historian and researcher, but also not wanting that information to remain in the ivory tower, but actually impact people on the ground, on the front lines and at the grassroots. So it'll just enable me to do that in a different way uh, and to sort of a different audience. Man, how does this feel for your family, man? Because I know, you know, this is not just you in this work, but this is also, you know, your wife and your son. How does this feel as a family? So this is a residential appointment. So we'll be looking to relocate to the Boston area in the next few months. And that's a huge shift for us. Uh, We have lived in the Delta or the Deep South, um, both my wife and I, for our entire adult lives. And so, you know, one of the hardest aspects of this is um, relocating from a region that has been so impactful and has shaped us in incredible ways. I mean, we met down there, um, raising our son down there, and uh, there's just so much history, culture, the people we've met all of that. So it's tough, but we also knew we could be called at any time to any other place. We would have preferred it someplace warmer for sure. Um, <laughs> we are not, we're not huge fans of winter or snow. We both grew up in it. So we know what we're talking about. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, this is, this is, you, you got to go where the, the Lord calls. And so, uh, we have really, really, really appreciated our time in the Delta, but we're also excited to move to a metro area and, uh, access some of the the resources in a more populous area it has benefits and drawbacks for sure, but um, it's something new, it's something fresh, and it was time. Well, I can imagine that people listening are going to have dozens of questions, and I think the first thing on everyone's mind is this sounds incredible. Number one, congratulations! I think Shannon and I are just over the moon excited for you. Yes, I, we I are. It is as well. Just. I mean, what it means for, for you to be you know, walking into this as a Black Christian man and as a representative of the witness is just incredible. But I think the first question everybody has, and I'm sure it's the question on the top of mind, it was on the question, it was the question on top of my mind when I heard about the news is, what does this mean for the witness, man? What does this mean for this, this organization that you founded? And what will this mean for you at the witness? Bottom line is what this means for the witness is that the work continues. The work continues. Um, One of you put it this way is that uh, um, the witness is more than one person. And so the work of the witness continues um, no matter who's there or not or how long they stay or move on. Uh, That will continue. What it means for me is I will eventually have to step down from my role as CEO. I'll stay on for a transition period 
Um, but uh, yeah, like I said, it's a it's a full time job. This this new position at the center, and so I'll have to give my energy and attention there. Um, but if y'all, as y'all have reminded me and and encouraged me, I'll always be the founder at the witness, and um, that will forever be one of my proudest um, endeavors. And it means uh, I will not be far. So um, I will do my best and, and be totally available um, to to offer any input or perspective that that um, might be helpful. And most importantly, the mission continues. The witness is still um, a black centered organization speaking uh, to issues pertinent to our people from a Christian perspective. And I mean, I just got to say, like, I wouldn't even contemplate this if I didn't think the witness was in an incredibly strong position. It is in an incredibly strong position. We've, we've never been stronger as an organization. A lot of that is due to your leadership, Tyler, and your leadership, Shannon. And I feel so confident in the wisdom that y'all have, in the teams that y'all have assembled. And so honestly, I mean, look, y'all, we, we've only just begun. And the great things that are happening right now at The Witness are due to this team. And this team continues its incredible work. And from, from the Leave Loud campaign that's happening at the BCC right now to the fellowship that um, is about to be launched this summer at the foundation, we folks haven't even begun to see what this organization is capable of with the leadership and the team that we have in place. So, I mean, y'all, I mean, y'all gonna be like, Jamar, who? Because the witness is going to be just on nitro in the coming months and already is on this incredible trajectory. So look, I am just sitting back being a witness to what y'all are already doing and is already in motion. Oh my goodness. Y'all just get ready for an incredible 2021 with the witness. Wow. Well, man, you know, when I received the news, I definitely had emotional reactions, but I want to kick it to Shannon. Like, what did you feel when you heard the news? And I think it's important for us to name and say this so that people know that we're humans with emotions and it's complex and we're excited for our brother, but there's also complexity even in that. So how did you feel, Shannon? Well, you know, I'm an Enneagram seven, so we avoid pain, any kind of emotional pain. So I was just like, yay, this is going to be awesome. I can't wait to see what kind of partnerships come out of this. Woohoo. And then I was like, wait, hold up. Where are you going? Where, what, what do you say again? He's going where? Yes. Doing what? <laughs> um, because it's such an amazing opportunity um, for Jamar. I mean, there's, I mean, you can't be anything but happy, right? I mean, there's just so many good things that comes out of this. Um, at the same time, it was kind of like, wait, hold on a second. What are we about to do? And then I guess I just thought about it like this, uh, you know, after I kind of, you know, my knees knocked a little bit. I was like, what are we about to do? Right. Um, I, the way I looked at it was Jamar's not leaving the work. I mean, if we think about this from a scriptural standpoint, he's not leaving the work. He's just moving to another part of the vineyard. Hmm. So, yes. Yes. you know, it's... <laughs> His voice will still be there. He's the founder. That doesn't change. And 
you know, you and I asked each other, you going somewhere? You, you go, what you about to do? You know? <laughs> so it's like, you in this? We looked at each other. We were like, hold on. Let me, let me just have some side phone calls here. Um, but, you know, I mean, so the rest of the team is staying, right? So it's not, you know, what's beautiful is, you know, this is what we talk about when we talk about the development of Black leadership and seeing it. I mean, you know, are there some nerves there? Yes. Are, you know, was there a moment I was like, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, dear Lord, my God, you know, mm-hmm. of course, you know, but I'm Pentecostal. We shined a couple times and keep it rolling. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's because of that. It's because of the depth of the vision. It's because of the quality folks that have been writing all of these amazing articles, you know, participating in the suite of podcasts, mm-hmm. putting together the programming, the curriculum for the fellowship, you know. It's it's both it's 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 a nervous time, but it's also an exciting time. Yes. Yes. You know, it's interesting, you know, because because all of these feelings and emotions that I've um, had over these past couple of months, I think, you know, the number one thing that I've come out with is I'm so excited for Jamar and I'm excited for the witness. And is there a sadness from a working perspective and from a camaraderie perspective you know, absolutely. Um, Jamar has left an indelible mark on the witness as the founder, and he is what many people see as the face of the organization. And so one of the things that I told our team, and, you know, I'll be honest about it, is you know, I'm not going to lie and say nothing will change, right? <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie exactly. and say that. I don't think that's wise, um, and I don't think that's clear. But what I will say is that the the things that will change will be, I believe, positive changes, growth. And there are also going to be some ways of of partnership that Jamar is not just going to fall off the map. You're never going to see him again. It's not going to be like that in this transition. So, you know, I came away so excited about the work that still remains and excited for the to build on the foundation that Jamar has laid. And so, first of all, man, I just want to thank you for founding The Witness. It's an honor to work with you and to uphold and support this you know, this incredible vision that you have laid out for us. And so I just want to honor your work. And we're going to do that in more substantive ways in the days to come. But I just want to say for the PTM audience, man, well done, brother. I appreciate you. And I appreciate how you have loved us so well in this work. Mm, thank you. Yes. Jamar, I, have a, I just want to, you know, for all the listeners, how are you feeling right now? What's, yes, yes. I mean, what's what's happening on the inside of you? You know, don't ask me that. Mm, mm, <laughs> my, 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 my. Uh, <laughs> I'm feeling all the feels. You, you know, my wife will tell you, like, just just wait five minutes, and then you, you'll get a new answer. But um, I'm not gonna lie. This is a step of faith. Like, I have no sort of earthly certainty that this is the right move at the right time. I'm doing my best. I got input from people I, I I trust and who know me well. And I didn't enter into this lightly. It was prayerful and, and meditative and all of that. Um, but it's unknown. And there's always the pull toward what is familiar, even when you're given an incredible opportunity, simply because it's unfamiliar and new, there's a sense of trepidation there. And so uh, there's a lot of prayer, a lot of prayer for boldness, a lot of prayer for courage right there. One of the things that I'm concerned about is, um, you know, the witness team 
in many ways, we're not just colleagues, we're friends, we're spiritual family. And the laughs that we have, the prayers that we share, uh, the stories that we tell, I mean, that's, that's been so critical, especially in this time of the sifting that's happening in the church and alienation from many of our faith communities, especially in a time of a pandemic when we're not able to gather as we once were. So, so, so those are the things that are, that are top of mind. I also, you know, what I appreciate about the witness is I was able to bring my full black Christian self. You know what I mean? So it was a place where I could be my full black self in a way that I wasn't in these white reformed and evangelical spaces uh, but it's also a place where I was, I'm able to bring my full Christian self in a way that I'm not able to in completely secular spaces. And so, you know, now what does that look like is, I mean, honestly, you know, I'm part of part of what I'm thinking through. Yeah. But I say all that and, you know, how do I feel? I feel a, a great sense of expectation. Um that right now on this side of the decision, um, none of us really have an inkling of what's possible. And to me, it's about the work. If I can just, you know, express myself for a moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's about the work. And I look, I look at someone like Ella Baker, who um, is probably most well known for being um, kind of the ideological inspiration and one of the architects behind SNCC, the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. What we have to realize about Ella Baker is that she was in the game for 30 or 40 years. And throughout that time in civil rights activism, black freedom struggle, she went to many different organizations. She was part of King's um, Southern Christian Leadership Conference. She was um, part of SNCC. She was part of lots of different local organizations. And, and, and the reason she did it, it was about the work. Wherever the work was happening and wherever she could lend a hand is where she went. Um, and I think that's that's interesting and instructive. Um, I don't I don't know that I'll have quite the the storied career <laughs> that she had. Um, but she's a great example of someone who who went where the work was. And to me, it's also not simply about the work. It's about what it means to be a witness. Mm-hmm. So, so witness is certainly something that we do, but a witness is also who we are. We are witnesses. Therefore, wherever I go, I am called to be and able to be a witness. And the other thing I want to mention is that the witness, the organization, the ethos, the vision, the mission goes with me. And in, in, in a real way, the witness, both our team and our supporters, you all have launched me, catapulted me into a position where I'm able to, to do this work of racial justice and have an audience of the church, but also beyond the church. And that doesn't happen without the ministry and the work and the people at the witness. And so in, in, in so many ways, you know, the witness, you know, not just the idea comes with me, but the people, you all come with me. And that's incredibly encouraging, exciting and empowering. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say is 
Um, I'm not switching visions. I'm just switching vehicle. I'm not switching a vision. I'm just switching a vehicle. So, so it's always been about promoting racial justice, uplifting black people in particular, but all, uh, people of all races and ethnicities. And this is just a different vehicle for me to do that. Um, so, so that's how I view it. And, and I'm not going to lie that it's an easy transition because this has been, I mean, as much as y'all see, <laughs> Tyler knows, I mean, we have so many hours long offline conversations, so many text messages about this. We, um, this is something that I've thought about, you know, at 3am and I can't fall asleep because of some issue or dilemma or opportunity that we're facing as the witness. This is something that's been um, really part of my life's work for the past 10 years almost uh, since we started this thing in, in fall 2011. So yeah, it's, it's tough. It's a tough transition, yeah. but it also feels like the right time in terms of the strengths that, that, that our team has, the opportunities that we have, uh, the support that we have from our, our listeners and, and followers. Um, so like I said, again, you know, we've never been in a stronger place. You can look at some of the um, written communication that we've put out through our newsletters uh, to see what I mean about that. But um, pray for me. <laughs> This episode is brought to you in part by Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary students are grounded in faith and formed in community. PTS students are preparing for ministry with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, Doctor of Ministry, and Certificate Programs. Begin your Master's or Certificate Program in person or online. Financial aid is available. Visit pts.edu admit. Man, so in the last few minutes that we have, I think it would be best to, you know, some people came here because most people came here because they support you. Some people came here to get the tea. So, you know, I think, you know, we just need to address some things <laughs> and just be straight up. You know what I'm saying? So Jamar, okay, this is going to be rapid fire. Number one, Jamar, is there beef behind the scenes, man? Is, are you leaving because it's a beef and a riff and a split and you got mad and, and, you swung on me in Little Rock, and uh, what's going on? Here? Good Lord, good Lord. Okay. Well, you know, Tyler, we've been doing this Leave Loud campaign, so <laughs> let me get some things off my chest. No, I'm messing with y'all. I'm messing with y'all. There is zero beef. Um, zero. Shannon and Tyler will tell you zero beef. This is a amicable thing that I'm doing with y'all's support. Uh, it was just one of those God things where this opportunity came up. I wasn't looking for it. It was completely out of the blue, but it seemed like something I, I, I should take advantage of. Absolutely. Are you leaving past the mic, man? You you gonna you gonna literally pass the mic on us? <laughs> mm, <laughs> good question. I am not leaving past the mic. Oh, I'll be okay. On past the mic as as long as Tyler lets me, <laughs> and hopefully weekly. Uh, but the show will go on. The, the past the mic show will go on as usual. Tyler and I will be the co-host, so you will literally still hear my voice. 
Yeah. And I think it's important to say this, you know, behind the scenes on, on that first question, that there is no acrimony that I think sometimes, you know, we're all in the black community, especially black church community, we used to church splits or, you know, somebody starting greater whatever church, uh, you know, some at, scandal, something crazy yeah, that no, the deacon board. Yeah, no, because, you know, that was a clutch the pearls moment when you asked those questions. Those people like, oh, what happened? What happened? <laughs> Ain't nothing happened, y'all. Ain't nothing. Ain't nothing good. fun it's to gossip great. about here. Yeah, it's just a great opportunity, great opportunity. And I actually want to kick it to Shannon, because I think the next question is what happens for our organization and specifically our divisions? Because when Jamar started, you know, what is now the witness, it was just one vehicle, one particular focus. And that was content that was you know, drawing attention to Black Christian concerns. Now so much more than that. So with the Witness Foundation and the incredible fellowship that has happened, is the fellowship still on? Well, tell us a little bit about what's going to be happening moving forward at the Witness Foundation. Well, um, as our founder stated, the work continues. You know, we had um, almost 100 applicants for the fellowship. So we have been painstakingly going through those applications, talking with people, getting information. We are so excited about being able to announce who's been selected. We're excited about getting started with that. So that's definitely going to continue with the fundraising that we've done. You know, we are just so grateful to all of you that have donated to the work. Our goal was $500,000. And to this point, we've raised $471,000. Come on now. Come on. I mean, go so ahead and double this up, double it up. Let's double this up, y'all. <laughs> exactly. I mean, so we're very excited. Everybody on the team, you know, Shalise, Patrice, John. I mean, everybody is so excited. Our new team member, Danielle. I mean, everybody, we're excited about where we're going, the direction. I mean, you know, Jamar said it best when he said, you know, we're the teams are really strong. We're in a great position. And so we're just excited about the work that's going to continue, looking to build more partnerships, um, provide some more educational opportunities to those that are working alongside of us, that are supporting the fellows. So, I mean, this is, everybody's really excited about what's happening now. So no, we're not going anywhere. The fellowship has not been canceled. You know, everything's still moving forward. And I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, I don't even know who the fellows are. But once you hear who they are, you're going to be as excited as you have ever been about the witness. You're going to be even more excited once we put faces and names on this fellowship and you see the kind of work they're doing. Like I said, I don't know who it's going to be. I just know that we're doing the right process. It's the right endeavor. And I think we're going to be so excited, so impressed and so supportive of what's coming next. And and shout out to Shannon, who has yes, done an incredible is. job yeah. building a team, rebuilding a team as folks have had to sign up and step down and all of those things and coming on to a brand new endeavor, doing it with grace and wisdom and strategic thinking. My goodness. Thank you, Shannon. Yeah, incredible. Work. Thank you. Y'all set me up. It's good to work at a place where you can be fully black and fully Christian and you don't have people looking at you funny because you're a woman, too. I mean, glory to God. This is good stuff. <laughs> Amen. And I'll speak for the BCC. We are experiencing a phenomenal season at the BCC. And we are beyond just healthy, excited about what is to come. 
Um, we have many employees that you've never even heard of or <laughs> know about who are putting in the work. It's not just a one-man show or a, a group of people, just a small group, but it is really a, a full team. And I have to shout out our Vice President, Ali Henney, our Director of Operations, Zena Jones, an entire content team that is doing phenomenal work. Um, Leave Loud has exceeded all of our expectations. Um, our website has produced some incredible content so far this year. Our pastor Mike has already reached halfway to the downloads, the, the yearly downloads that I had last year um, and, and exceeded halfway. There's just so many things wow. that are happening, um, events to come, conferences and one day uh, experiences virtually. There's just so much to come. And so I just want to assure the people, I'm not going anywhere. Shannon's not going anywhere. And the work that you have experienced and seen at the Witness BCC and the Witness Foundation is so much bigger than one person. We praise God for how God uses one person, but this is truly a collective. We mean it when we say it. Yes. And I'm excited to introduce you to more members of that collective and to platform more voices and to celebrate more Black stories and hopefully to bring God glory in the midst of that. So that work will continue. I will be honest with you, you know, Shannon and I are working with the board and outside um, organizational consultants to discern what's next and to pray and to be wise about that. And so Jamar will be helping us navigate that transition as well. So this is- But please pray for us. Yes, please, please (laughs) pray for us. Like this is something we're praying through and discerning, but here's our commitment. Our commitment is we will do everything in our power to ensure that the witness, it comes out of this season stronger, wiser, and better than before. And we know that God is ultimately the one who sets us up in that. But this work, your stories and how this work affects you is just so important. And um, we're, we're, ne- we're, we're even more committed to it now than what we were before. So um, Jamar, bro, this is heavy. I know you're not leaving past the mic, but I'm like, ah, oh, man, speech. I need to give something. <laughs> you know, the only oh, thing I goodness. can tell you, Jamar, the only thing I can tell you is your favorite verse. And I want to say this to you in front of everyone. Mm. Have not I commanded you? Be Mm. strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Be strong and Mm. courageous, my brother. Amen. Mm. That's exactly what I know. Oh, I heard them thug tears. Go ahead. Let it happen. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Those are those are you know, some of my favorite uh, words in the entire Bible, and and right on time. And I will just say, and echo what what you said, Tyler. It's about the collective. It's about the we. It's about the us. And I cannot wait to see y'all fly. Well, Jamar, the work continues. Shannon, the work continues. This episode is brought to you in part by the Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries podcast. Do you want to grow in your influence? Bow's episodes feature tips for leaders of any kind, from mentoring one woman to leading a ministry. 
Browse Bows Podcast at beyondordinarywomen.org.